Welcome to Behind the Chalk, a podcast that brings you tools, strategies, and insights from educators everywhere. I am your host, Lindsay Simpson, and I am so excited to share with you conversations with educators from every level discussing our passions, insights, research, and experiences across this profession. So thank you so much for joining today. And I am so excited to introduce my guest talking all about one educator side hustle as an online educator. And man, she rocks it out of the park. So I would love to hear from you if you are an online educator. So please head on over to Twitter and share with me as you listen at ChalkEDU or on Instagram at BehindTheChalkEDU. I would love to hear about you and your journey. So my guest today is Megan Barker. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Oh, I am great. Thank you. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, of course. Uh, My name is Megan Barker. Um, I am a full-time public uh, education teacher at a very small rural district. Um, I specialize in special ed and reading. um, And on the side, I also love to teach online. (laughs) Yes. And I love you know, I've been watching you in some of your posts these last few years, and you just had your work anniversary. And so I had to just, you know, send you some love. And I thought, you know, I got to get you on and hear about all of this. So before we dive into that, though, can you share, you know, what were you like as a student? And what brought you into the world of education? A great question. So I have always thrived on comfort. (laughs) And I feel like that is true amongst a lot of educators. Um, School has always been someplace I have just thrived because it is routine and it's a place I can be organized and um, it's a place I feel safe. Uh, So I've known sort of my path right at the beginning, preschool, kindergarten, um, that that was going to be my path for life. Um, so, and, and two, I think I was very, I, I was very fortunate, um, especially in those primary school years through my own experience, having such experienced and great teachers that just fostered that love of learning, which has just continued on, um, (laughs) throughout the years. So I definitely put it in part, my path has definitely been paved by, Uh, my kindergarten teacher, my first grade teacher, sort of those early years. Um, But yeah, I definitely love the theatric part of teaching. I love the improv that every day you come. I love the autonomy. Every, Every day is different and I can take a lesson and just kind of change it however I need to. And just that on the fly, you know, a student says something and then all of a sudden you you just do a completely different lesson based on the student needs. That has always been a passion. So <laughs> I'm here because of the the teachers before me. <laughs> I love it. I love that answer. And, you know, I asked that question to everyone because everyone's answer is so different and it's so interesting. And I just love, I love hearing how people got here. So thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. And now as we dive in, um, you're, a special education teacher in elementary, middle, high school, where is your focus? 
so my focus is elementary, usually uh, K through four. Um, I was very fortunate when I got hired for my very first job out of school. Um, the woman who I kind of took over her position, she was a reading recovery teacher. Um, reading recovery is a great reading intervention for first grade. So I was very fortunate first year teacher to also then get trained as a reading recovery specialist as well. So I do that with first grade primarily. Uh, I do that with first grade. And then my special ed, I have, you know, special class and um, consultant teacher services for all the way up until about fourth grade. Awesome. So you have this amazing job and, you know, all the teachers out there kind of bow down to special education teachers because y'all work so hard and you take care of our students and you just, you provide so much for not only other teachers as a consultant teacher, but for our students themselves. So that is such a huge job. What prompted you to then pick up a side hustle teaching online? <laughs> that is a great question. And I feel like, again, educators nowadays, especially young educators, there's almost a pressure um, to have to have something extra. All of my, all of my peers that I went to school with um, are all on social media with their own sort of, they sell their own things or they're doing their own things and promoting their things. And... I had in 2018, um, I also, I'm also work at um, Darien Lake and Amusement Park, <laughs> where <laughs> for 10 years, I've sort of managed the games department. I've kind of gone through that. And that was sort of my summer gig, which, which would bleed into the spring and the fall. Um, but it was 2018 in October, when um, Darien Lake was just kind of coming to its close. And I was finishing up and I had just gotten engaged in March. So there was this anticipation of wanting to have this, you know, fairy tale wedding um, that I was going to put high expectation on myself for. <laughs> and I knew that, well, I'm going to need something after this. So I was actually, and I was thinking about this story before, <laughs> before the show. I was on my laptop. So it's 2018. I'm at my one bedroom apartment. Um, and I'm scrolling on my de like on my laptop computer Facebook. So not even on my phone. That's what 2018 was. And <laughs> a VIP kid, VIP kid, the company um, ad popped up on the sidebar. I did not know anyone that had ever done this. I didn't even know teaching online was sort of an option. Um, yeah. I have no training in, in English language learners. Um, but I just saw it pop up on my sidebar and it was like, do you have a bachelor's degree? <laughs> do you want to teach? Um, Their targeted advertising worked perfectly. Absolutely. And my whole thought process was, wow, how perfect. I was just thinking about <laughs> what I was going to do next. And I was really feeling, I was feeling a bit uncomfortable. I mean, my friends sell those products. So was I going to join you know, was I going to join that, you know, sort of, mm -hmm. you know, area, arena, or was I going to try to find my own? Was I going to get a, was I going to get like a, an after school job of like at a, at a mall? Right. Um, so it just kind of popped up and see, and just kind of felt like fate. And then all the nerves that come with that. Cause again, I did not know any, 
I did not know anyone. I did not know this was even an option. Um, so then you've got me going to like my bank and being like, all right, I need to start a new account that's completely separate. <laughs> I'm about to give a company I've never heard of before all of this bank information for people. <laughs> um, I just want to make sure that it doesn't end up back at any of my other. Because sure. I kind of. I, that's very smart. Yeah. Well, the anxiety and the fear. Uh, the spinning of emotions. <laughs> yes. But I was basically just like, all right, well, if this, if this isn't real or if this is just, you know, too good to be true or what have you. And, and, um, if it doesn't end up producing any sort of monetary end game, um, I was like, well, I guess what I would have just wasted is a month of time because it said sure. that it would be paid monthly. So I was like, well, I guess I'll give that a try and take a chance. And I am so thankful. Oh, I'm so glad I did. <laughs> so what was it, um, what was it that they advertised to you? You know, who would you be teaching? How would you be teaching? You know, what does this company do? So when I initially clicked on that link, it, the first thing said was, do you have a bachelor's degree? Which I said, oh yeah, check. And it was, do you like to teach? Do you want to teach children online? And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> um, so those were the first two checks that initially got me the clickbait, if you will. So that got me to the website. And then on the website, they um, that's when I learned that the company was based in Beijing, China, um, and that it'd be working with uh, students in mainland China, and that it would be like a Zoom, like we're having now, like one-on-one -on -one in real time. Um, and that just sort of intrigued, intrigued me so much to sort of start that sort of connection um, and be able to communicate with people across the world, like, in real time. Sure. Um, so that was sort of the initial um, pull to it. And then sort of came the next steps of going through the process of actually getting the job, which was an uphill <laughs> battle. Really? Okay. So what was that? What, what were those steps? What was like your interview process? <laughs> so it was fast paced, fast paced. Cause I think, I think they understand that if you take too long or you like, don't do, if you don't follow through on like step, you know, one through, you know, 20, um, if you don't <laughs> do that, it just kind of gets lost into the side and you never end up going through with it. So like from sure. the, from the get go, they were like, we're going to get this done in a week and a half. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay. So um, you, I had a first an interview with um, an employee from the company, from VIP Kid. Um, and we had like just a chat and we talked about, you know, experience and um, sort of, you know, my values as a teacher and sort of my goal out of this. And that conversation I came to understand was actually um, – very important because it it determined my base pay it determined <laughs> it determined all of these factors wow. yeah what sort of levels I would be teaching um so I had gone into it just you know to talk to someone from the company but little did I know on the back end after that interview I learned what my base pay was based on our conversation I learned what my what levels I would be suggested to begin with um sort of all that and then after they basically send you the levels they think um, you'd be good to teach. So mm -hmm. they noted that I primarily worked with young children. So they thought, oh, level two, like we'll send her the six and seven-year-olds. Um, 
And so I got that lesson. And then you have to teach a mock lesson. Um, they give you like three different lessons. You have to prepare all three. Oh, and wow. then, yes, I, I know. <laughs> and then you get with a mock mentor teacher who is from the company, um, just another sort of position you can have through it. And then you, they pretend to be a student and you've got, you have to teach them a 25 minute lesson. And then based on that, either they pass you or they fail you, or you have to do eh, not fail, but you don't pass. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then you have to do another one to prepare. And uh, that was crazy. And they needed, you needed a classroom. And here I was in a one bedroom apartment, um, my desk next to my, our bed. So my, my fiance, wonderful fiance at the time, um, sort of there was an understanding that whenever I taught would have to go move to the couch because um, I was going to need our one bedroom to teach. Sure. So um, that was crazy. So <laughs> lo and behold, it, it was, it took about a week it, it, from start to finish was about a week. And then um, after that sort of rigorous process of just interview and talking to person after person, um, I got through and I electronically signed a paper. You passed. I passed. You passed. <laughs> and, and that's, it sounds like, you know, I, I'm part of, you know, some different interview committees in my district in a physical classroom in a physical building. And it sounds very much like that. And, you know, I see online companies um, like VIP kids and, you know, I've never done anything like that. And so part of me was kind of like, well, what, who are they looking for? You know, how qualified would you have to be, you know, but it sounds like, like 110% legit and maybe even more than you would have to do in an in-person interview for a physical building, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was more nervous. Yeah, I was definitely more nervous for that interview than I was walking into a, a physical classroom because that was what I knew. Uh, the sure. virtual the virtual realm, um, I now am comfortable with, but at that time in 2018. <laughs> right. And, you know, thinking about it now, 2021 post-COVID versus 2018, even that is very different on how everybody's comfort level is with those types of things, which I totally want to dive into with, uh, with you about. Um, but before we dive into skills, when you connect with students, you know, so you mentioned it's like a Zoom type setting. Is, is that the program you use or how do you connect with your students and when do you connect with your students if they're in China and you're here in the United States? That is a great question and so many <laughs> layers to it. So first, they use a platform. It's an app, an application platform that can go on your iPad, that can go on your laptop. Um, just not Chromebook and just not on your phone. So um, you you install this app on your computer and essentially it creates a Zoom meeting um, and then VIP Kid so wonderfully and, th and this is what I love about VIP Kid in particular, um, they have a curriculum. <laughs> so really the magic is that I have to teach you know, pre-made slides and just expand on them if, if the student is above that level. And I really, uh, I, I cannot stress how, how much I love 
<laughs> that I'm following a course load. I have now that I've sort of been in the in the waters and I'm a, I'm on different Facebook pages and different groups um, talking and people are sharing their experiences with other companies um, where they make their own curriculum. Um, I definitely there's definitely a comfort in sort of becoming familiar with the levels I teach, um, becoming familiar with the students and kind of following, you know, VIP kids levels of understanding. And I think mm -hmm. they do a fabulous job, you know, like the level ones, you know, you're being introduced to, um, you're being introduced to like farm animals and like colors and just addition. Whereas level two, you know, in those later lessons, we're talking about, you know, like Britain and different, you know, America, uh, different places, Peru, America, we're just learning about a different snapshot of a different country. We're in level three, we get into culture and we're learning about American culture versus Chinese culture and how are they the same and how are they different. Um, so I think VIP Kid does a great job at sort of creating this leveled, um, these different platforms uh, that sort of just go along with, as you're acquiring English, what, what sort of is that next step in understanding. Um, and interestingly, and things I have learned, um, currently, right now, um, in China, they are 12 hours ahead of us. So if it's 9 p.m., it is 9 a.m. there. Um, but China does not follow any sort of daylight savings. So when we have daylight savings, all of a sudden they become 13 hours ahead of us. And China, which is a huge, massive country, does not have any, uh, does not have time zones. Huh. <laughs> yeah. It's all the same. I never knew that. Neither <laughs> did I. <laughs> so what time do, do they follow a similar like school schedule? I, I'm, people cannot see me, but I'm, I'm doing quotes because I'm like, like eight to three, is that when they're learning? Is that when you're teaching? Or how does how does that work? Since you do have a day job. Yeah. And it and it lends itself perfect um to the day job as well. Um so I teach usually students have a longer school day. Um most most students have a longer school day. Um there's usually extracurriculars after school. A lot of my students um just happen to because you know it vip could cost money they just happen to be more from uh more affluent um families so sure. they have dance classes they have um their you know calligraphy classes they have things after school so a few of mine my one student that i teach on the weekends i mean she goes to school um mondays through saturday and she's in school until six or seven at night Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what does that mean for you then? What time do you here start teaching? Um, it has changed throughout the years. So now on year three, um, usually it's, you know, between, I usually teach like 5 a.m. to 7. So 5 to 7 before school, Monday through Fridays. And then Saturdays and Sundays, I'll teach 6 to 9. Um, just cause I have a pretty, a pretty good, um, case of regulars. Uh, sure. so they sort of build that, they sort of just kind of file in there. Um, but when I was saving for the wedding and I was all 
you know, make as much money as I possibly could, I would teach from 3 a.m. to 9 a.m. So I would do six hour blocks on the weekends. And then I would teach from four to seven on the weekdays. Holy cow. Yes, I do not do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I do not think that that is managed. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Probably for some people is manageable. Myself could not, I could not do, I could not do all of that, but you know, five to seven, completely manageable. Yep. Completely. And it's, and it's fun. And these kids, yeah. it's the same kids every week. So you just build these relationships and you just know, you just know them, you know them as well as your students at school. And so there's just this rapport and it makes it so, I don't want to say easy, but it really is sort of, there's an ease to it. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you, you know, you mentioned that they have a curriculum and you cover certain topics and certain um, different depths. Do you assess their learning? How does, what does that look like? So each, so <laughs> to start off, they, they put the, they put the students when they come in at a, at a level. So there's level one, which is really the beginners, which are like four and five-year-olds. Um, it could be older kiddos, but they take English in, in their school as well. So you see a lot of kids go right to level two. So you have level one, those emergent um, speakers. Then you have level two, and then it goes all the way up to level seven, which are those really advanced, you know, having a conversation like you and I are <laughs> just sort of free talking for, um, you know, the the time. Uh so there's that. In each level, there are 12 units. And then in each unit, there are 10 to 12 lessons. Um, and then they do a mid-assessment at either lesson five or lesson six, where they ask specific questions. And then I have a rubric that I just fill out as we're going. Um, and then the last lesson of each unit um, is, again, I follow a rubric. They they just ask questions. It's an assessment. And then they also have to prepare a project um, based on information in the unit. And that is really, I love those projects. For the students that do them, it's completely voluntary because you can't force, <laughs> even in right. a regular public school district, it feels. Um, so, <laughs> so when the kids do bring those projects, it's always very special because it's insightful. You, you get to see them write. They're writing in English. Um, you get to see their, their handwriting. You get to see they draw pictures. Um, in level two, one of the very first units is about your teacher and like school. So they have to draw their VIP kid teacher, which becomes me. <laughs> so like when they're presenting the picture of me, that has always been my it's my favorite. I mean, Aww. they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. So, you know, you had already been teaching online prior to COVID-19, and I kind of referenced this earlier in our conversation, but were there any skills from your experience with VIP kids and teaching internationally online that became beneficial while teaching during the pandemic? <laughs> yes. I cannot express a little bit of a leading question. (laughs) Oh, I cannot express how fortunate I was and in such an unfortunate situation. So fortunate in so many ways. I, I was talking to students. I was talking to my higher level students um, when uh, they were going through, 
you know, COVID was just hitting mainland China um, way before we had even heard about it here in the States. So I had students talking to me about how they couldn't go outside and they were starting to get locked down um, and things like that. So the whole COVID itself and the pandemic, um, so unfortunate. I'm, I'm so glad that everyone, the entire world has been able to sort of work our way through it and sort of see this light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but as we sort of made that transition to online learning, I had so many, I had so many coworkers that were so scared and, um, it it was almost paralyzing, um, to, (laughs) for them to sort of navigate this online world. And I just, it was like second, it was like second nature. I was, you know, if you can just get the kids onto the meat, we'll be fine. Like I have wipe, you know, and that was another thing, just the resources, you know, people weren't leaving, but they didn't have just, you know, whiteboards and, um, reward systems and like microphones, you know, (laughs) like they didn't have props to help them and assist them in teaching. Whereas I had drawerfuls of different fruit, felt fruit, and, (laughs) you know, microphones, whiteboards, uh, different, you know, different colored dry erase markers. I just had all these things just at my disposal because I had become so familiar with them, with VIP Kid, that when I made that transition in March of 2020, it was just an, it was almost like an easy, I was able to continue with my reading kids. Um, I was able to incorporate, (laughs) um, I do reward systems through Google Slides, and I'm very fortunate to be part of a Facebook group where they actually make they make reward systems like, you know, pick a number one through 10 and it'll show you a funny video. Um, so I do that with my, with my international students. I'm like, what number do you like? And I was so, I was just able to motivate students, you know, my students in school by just saying like, Hey, if we read this book, if everyone's paying attention and we're all going through, I'll let you pick a number on my phone. And it just, it, you know, Oh, (gasps) What number are we right, it's, it's the little things that grab them. Yeah, and just to be able to have just all this, all these resources. I had all of, I had VIP Kids curriculum as well at my disposal. I mean, we, I was doing, I was kind of hooked on to second grade for a while and they were doing um, length. Well, level three, <laughs> you know, they're talking about centimeters and inches and, and how to measure things. So I was able to sort of just pull up like slides I needed to be able to show just another layer of another visual um, for my kiddos at home. So um, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it was easy <laughs> and that I sure. would prefer to, to be <laughs> online. But in the situation that we had, um, I was very fortunate in that it felt like just an extension of what I I was doing the two hours before school started. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, you had mentioned a Facebook group. Is that a free Facebook group? Is it open to the public? There are so many Facebook groups. What is this? Share share this knowledge. (laughs) Like I, when I initially got into this and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to try to go for VIP kit. I'm going to, I'm going to apply. I typed in VIP kit on YouTube because again, I didn't know anyone. And 
oh my gosh, video after video, how to pass your mock lesson, how to, how to get kids to like you, how to blah, 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 all of these things. And so I just like spammed and just watched videos for two days straight. And then I was like, wow, I could do this. And then I typed in, it was the same for Facebook and social media. (laughs) I sometimes feel very dependent on, and I'm working on sort of, you know, building a barrier and, um, especially with having a with having a new baby and wanting to sort of experience the world and not be so tied however uh if you type in like vip kid into your facebook the amount of groups that come up there's the official page so there's the page that sort of partners with you know the company in china um they have a headquarters in california as well um so there's people that are constantly monitoring that and they sort of give out information through that um there's uh like vip i have i'm part of a vip kid mom page so (laughs) people just talking about you know questions about you know their their own children um right they also just happen to be working moms um there are so many and then there's like a whole sub there's like this whole sub world of VIP kid that I had learned that deals with Google that uses Google slides and they create um, supplemental images. You know, they create slides that go along with the curriculum so I can be teaching and then with my iPad, pull up an additional picture to help explain a word or a concept. That's awesome. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So it's like, it's just like this whole, and people just want to help, you know, it's just people helping each other. And I just, that sort of community, man, I have, I've always loved it. So. (laughs) Well, and I think that was one of my biggest lessons for me during COVID is I started um, becoming more involved with some of these uh, educational Facebook groups and support groups and um, following different Twitter chats where they're sharing out resources. And, you know, people are like, like what you said, you know, hey, I made this slide deck, whether it's Google or you download it as a PowerPoint for Microsoft, like, here it is. This is for you. Enjoy. I hope it's helpful. Yeah. And so that for so many people, they just don't know it's there. But if you do a simple Facebook search, you find it. Yep. So that, that is wonderful. So if, if there's somebody listening and they're interested in becoming involved um, in, in VIP kids and teaching in that way, what should they do? Well, they have many avenues. I would say first to type it into YouTube, like, like sort of my, my first uh, sort of step into it is I just typed into YouTube and, and the amount of people that s- sort of make their living by making videos about VIP Kid and sort of like the process, um, kudos to them. I would love to <laughs> maybe like go into that realm someday, um, but uh, <laughs> that takes a lot of time and effort. Uh, so that would be you I, seem that would like your book. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, it would be more staring at myself on a screen, and I'd have to sort of prepare myself for that. <laughs> um, that was another. A sidebar, that was another thing that a lot of my coworkers were not comfortable with, was seeing their little image on the computer. And I was, just to see, I see I have to watch myself every day. And you just sort of, you just sort of learn that that's the face you have. And when you teach, (laughs) 
that's the face you make when you teach. And I, yeah. that was a surprising thing too. Like teachers would say to me, like, I just don't feel comfortable. I want to keep my camera off or things like that. And I was just like, Oh, I, you just do it long enough. <laughs> you just yeah, get used, you get to, used to your own face. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, so I would say that sort of, that was my first, that was a good that was for me was a good introduction and getting my feet wet was just kind of see what the interview process was going to be like and what onboarding was like. Um, I wish, and I wish I knew someone who did it when I started because I had a bunch of, um, base, uh, a bunch of baseless fears. <laughs> um, and I think that anxiety sort of built up and, and it got me sort of a slower start, um, as I was, Oh, is this really gonna, should I, be bothering or what am I doing? Um, so I wish I had someone to reach out to. Um, so I had, I had left on, um, your page about an email that if anyone did have questions or they just wanted like a referral code or they wanted to just sort of ask anything about it, I sort of had, um, a VIP kid email, um, if they wanted to bounce off anything or they wanted to, uh, you know, get an opinion on something. I wish I had yes. My onboard. Yes. And so please, you know, if you're listening and you're interested in, in doing this, scroll down to those show notes. I'm putting that email into the show notes. It's Megan Barker, VIP kid, VIP kid at gmail.com. So scroll down. It's in the show notes. Reach out, ask your questions. You know, if you're ready, get that referral card. But yeah, reach out for sure. Yeah, so, that would have been nice. <laughs> I imagine, I imagine, because certainly, um, you know, I've seen different companies, but I, I've seen those advertisement pops up and I'm like, I just don't know. I just don't know. And, you know, like I said, I've been watching your journey, you know, when, when you do post something out, you know, when you celebrate your, when you celebrate your work anniversary and um, how many years was it? Three, three years. Three years. Yeah. So that's just. I mean, you see somebody, you know, who's taken the time to be invested in something like this for three years, that, that makes it, um, look so, uh, inviting, I guess, inviting. And as educators, it makes it look like, yeah, I could do that. I could absolutely do that if, if that's what my passion is leading me to. Mm -hmm. So to end our episode today, can you think of a teacher story from your journey that you could share with our listeners? It's one of those stories that could possibly stick with you like forever, whether it's a meaningful story, funny, sentimental, impactful, you know, from your physical classroom, from your online classroom, whatever the case might be, but a teaching moment that's going to stick with you. Um, definitely. So I was just looking at my insights real quick um, when I said three years. I have... And VIP Kid does a great job at, like, they tell you all your stats. They tell me how many minutes I've taught. Wow. Right? Yeah. So right now, I've been a part of this company for 950 days. I've taught 556 students, and I have taught 3,889 classes. And all classes are 25 minutes long. <laughs> so that's crazy. Um, I guess my story, and this is actually pretty recent. So I have one student um, that's a regular. I've taught her um, 290 times. <laughs> so she and I are very close. Her name's Valentina, um, or her English name is Valentina. Um, and she, I started with her 
when she was, you know, eight years old. Uh, she's now 10. Um, and I started with her at level two. She's currently all the way in level four at the end of level four. And recently we started connecting um, on sort of the equivalent of Facebook in China. It's called WeChat. I know it's here in the States as well. Um, so I was able to connect with her and her mom on WeChat. Um, and I do with some parents just to sort of help with scheduling um, to set the story. So <laughs> Valentina, who was very shy, um, decided that she was going to try out um, an English speaking contest at her school, at her, at her elite school. And um, she had to come up with a, she had to come up with um, a speech about her school and about, you know, about the different seasons of her school and all these things. So she was bouncing ideas off of me and, and she would, she would send me the script and she would ask me to read certain parts. Um, some of the words she had like chrysanthemums, uh, oh my God, I can't even say it. The, that flower, chrysanthemums. Yes, yes. So you, <laughs> and I'm like looking and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so we like worked we would we would rush through the lessons we would try to finish the lessons in like 20 minutes so that we had five and then I have like a buffer you've got five minutes until your next class so we would have like eight minutes to really sort of work on her speech and it was weeks you know we just spent going over and like sort of hitting those words chrysanthemum <laughs> um oh gosh just she used beautiful poetic words that she had found um, <laughs> which all were they were all grammatically correct in syntax so I was ready to just help her <laughs> with pronouncing them um so we worked together over and over mom had let me know that she was super nervous um that when it was going to be the day of she got first place yeah oh. Valentina <laughs> She got first place and she sent me like the picture of her in front of her entire school um, when she, oh, I know it gives me chills even to this day. Um, and this was pretty like, re this was a few months ago and just sort of that to, to have an impact on just a person, you know, a student's life that I might, I might never, ever physically interact with her. In right. person, we might never be able to have the chance to, you know, to do something together or to see each other, not on a screen. Um, and just the fact that we could have we we could have that rapport and we could we could do all of that and sort of build up, and then she could use what she had learned with me to like win a competition at her school. Like, oh, it was I was so proud. I wish I could, and you know, it's such a it's such a microcosm sort of in this bubble. It's like, you want to be like, Oh my God, look at my student, what she did. But then again, like, there's no, there's no article. There's no, cause just the, the sure. language. Um, so long story short, that was for VIP kid. That was sort of my like proudest. One of my proudest achievements was that she felt, you know, she felt uh, comfortable enough to sort of come to me and ask me for help. And we, we worked on things together and I, and I did my best to kind of help tell her what pronunciation I would say, um, which is crazy too, because there's so many different, um, uh, dialects <laughs> too. Of English. Uh, yeah. And so just to say, this is what, this is what I can do to help and support you. And, 
and really let her sort of shine at the end. That was Mm -hmm. a great, that was a great moment. I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing. And I have to say that, you know, as you're speaking and telling this, this wonderful teaching story about supporting a student and helping them grow and, and helping them find success and then celebrating that success. What that tells me is that whether you have an online classroom or you have a physical classroom, the experience is the same. It's it's exactly the same. And how exciting is that, that we have the opportunity to impact students no matter the setting. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thanks for having me. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. I really enjoyed our conversation and hearing from you your journey in online teaching. And I wish you all the best with both your online classroom as well as your physical one. And if you listeners have an online classroom, I would love to hear your journey as well. So please share with me on Twitter at ChalkEDU or Instagram at BehindTheChalkEDU. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Behind the Chalk. If you liked today's episode, please take a minute to rate and review this podcast wherever you like to listen to help others find it as well.